With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From high atop Boston, it's Celtics Express, where we bring you the latest in the quest for Banner 18. It's the Prince of the Parquet, the Captain of Causeway, the Governor of Green. Oh, wait, really? He quit? Okay, then. Here's your host, Jay Corwin. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome into Celtics Express. I am your host, as always, Jay Corwin. We bring you a special Thanksgiving edition of your favorite audio journey into NBA fandom. One of the biggest questions for the struggling Celtics, is there enough room at the table? Yes, Thanksgiving puns abound. We're joined today by Celtics studio host for 98.5, the sports hub in Boston, Sean Silver. We'll fix the world's problems. As always, find us wherever podcasts are consumed. iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, at Celtics Express on Twitter. Hit us up. And, of course, the destination for daily NBA content, offtheglassbasketball.com. The story's been the same all season for the Green. When will that flip get switched to the team we saw run through the regular season last year en route to a Game 7 battle with LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals? Now the question for many, will that switch get flipped is currently constituted. We'll try and separate some facts from feelings, of course. Almost always impossible when we're talking about the world of sports. Many think the roster needs some immediate changes, whether because of the poor fit or some ego creeping in maybe after a relatively successful season last year. Some contract issues as well. Marcus Smart over Terry Rozier last season, etc. Some think it's more X's and O's, isolation ball, poor shooting, both true, which numbers do bear out to some degree. Or maybe expectations just too high for a team that had two stars coming off surgeries and a host of young talent looking to find their place and rhythm in the league. Boston did play nine of the first 13 games on the road, including that putrid five-game Western Conference swing where they would have lost all five if not for a miracle comeback in Phoenix. But the Celtics have only suffered one double-digit loss. With that thought, a bounce here, a bounce there. Conversely, you recall head coach Brad Stevens saying last season about the team's 16-2 start were actually not that good. After Monday's sobering loss to the Charlotte Kembas, 117-112, Tuesday afternoon at the Arbach Center, Stevens says this year maybe we're not as bad as our 9-8 record, just 3-6 in the last nine. We were good in transition. Big's getting down the floor. We got some easy baskets that way. We played together. You know, we had 31 assists, and we still haven't had a game where we've just made shots, made shots. You know, like, the good news is, is in my belief, those times are coming at some point, right, because we're due. We go fact versus fiction as we dissect the Celtics' ales. Fact, too many mid-range jumpers. Fact, both sides of the ball are not working with the same continuity we are used to under Brad Stevens. Fact, the offense isn't as potent. Boston 24th in the league, 104.4 points per 100 possessions, down from last season's 106.7 points. That was 18th in the NBA. However, the C's assist percentage and true shooting percentage both up slightly this season. Turnovers are down. 
Another fact, the defense is not performing well, or is it? This may surprise you. Boston's still near the top of the league at number three in points per game allowed at 103, while their points per possession is tops in the league better than last season. That brings us to the -the off-the-floor nonsense plaguing the Celtics news cycle right now, the latest of which had Terry Rozier tweeting Tuesday, quote, Let's do us all a favor with the word all capitalized before tweeting about an hour later on damage control, quote, I forgot y'all get happy feet. I wasn't talking about me. Several question marks. Chill with the bad talk. The obvious implication being he wants out of Boston with his playing time down. Not the first time we've heard about this in a possible trade. He then, of course, was asked about it after practice. Well, you guys are consciously trying to make sure that that doesn't start to get to each other and do the finger-pointing thing. Do you guys have to remind each other of that? To be honest, I think it's more the people around us that's more frustrated than us. Huh? Uh, you know, I don't want to put it on nobody. I don't want to put it on you guys. I don't want to put it on the fans, but... There's too many know-it-alls nowadays, and I think they're more frustrated than us. Is that what, what were you trying to not, say not in Twitter comments? I wasn't talking about y'all, so I got a life outside of basketball, so. I know that was a warm-up question to get to that. <laughs> you didn't mark that out. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was coming. So you've been around, you know how it works. So, I mean, if you put something out there that's kind of cryptic, you know that people are going to, you're inviting people to read into it. I know I got love for y'all. I got love for the fans. It wasn't nothing on that. For me, Gordon Hayward, one of the biggest problems on the team, if not the biggest, shooting career lows in field goal percentage and from three, scoring under 10 points a game in significant minutes. It's also clear he's uncomfortable with his role as he comes off that broken ankle last season. Paul Pierce on ESPN's The Jump Tuesday saying, slow your roll on Hayward. It's going to take mentally and physically just – you know, get his NBA legs under him to where he's getting a rhythm and the game slows down for him because we know this guy can play. Right. Yeah. You know, he, we know he can play, but it's it's a lot mentally that he's going through with the injury mm-hmm. and, and physical. You know, you got to get back in that rhythm. It's going to take about 40 games. The Celtics legend also didn't hesitate to call out his beloved franchise. The Celtics should be running through the East with the depth, with, with being healthy. I just don't believe they are where they are at this point. It's just they're the biggest disappointment. We welcome in Sean Silver from 98.5, the Sports Hub Celtics studio host. Sean, ahead of Thanksgiving, getting ready to break the wishbone. Are we getting ready to break the Celtics roster? What's going on? No, I don't know about that necessarily, but I like the analogy. I'm uh, looking forward to the holiday and settling down a little bit. And for the Celtics, I think they got three games and four nights coming up here. Yeah, yeah, pretty favorable stretch over the next couple weeks, really. Uh, We'll see New York on Wednesday evening, then at Atlanta Friday night, Dallas at Saturday, then back back in New Orleans on Monday, and then uh, they'll play the Cavaliers at home next week as well. So a lot going on, a lot of moving parts, Celtics fans, pundits, everyone trying to kind of separate. You know, what's going on? Is it ego, too much one-on-one basketball, or is it just a simple, another Thanksgiving analogy for you, Sean, just too many mouths to feed? Um, You know, the plate is only so big, and, you know, everyone kind of discussed this. The one thing that could bring the Celtics down uh, over the offseason is just, are there enough minutes to go around? And, of course, that brings us to the conversation of head coach Brad Stevens. We've seen him kind of take a very silver linings approach to this, uh, referencing basically moral victories. That's an interesting thing. Can Brad Stevens kind of handle the egos we're seeing here? We've got the T-Row t- uh, tweet, Jalen Brown saying he's ready to get like six or seven straight rings. We have the 52 million rap song from Marcus Smart. What are your thoughts? A lot to digest there, Sean. Yeah, stuff is kind of all over the place. 
place. And we had a conversation preseason, I think, or right at the beginning of the season, where I kind of came away from it thinking, man, am I too much of a honk for this team here? I mean, there's just there's literally nothing bad that I could say about the Celtics. And, and that kind of persisted through our first several conversations, despite the fact that the returns were not particularly great. Brad Stevens, you and I have discussed this. This is probably the first time, I think, in a Celtics tenure where I've actually kind of been scratching my head about what he's doing. He's just really shown a... Uh, I guess a, just a lack of uh, response uh, to what he's seeing on the court. And, and part of that has to do with, with Hayward. I, I'd, I'd like him to be a little more judicious with Hayward. Not that he's the whole problem. Certainly, I think Al Horvath's diminished performance has been a problem. We're hearing now about his knee. Mm. I'm fine with resting that guy if, if his knee is an issue, uh, you know, 17 games into the season. Uh, Jalen Brown's lack of efficiency has definitely been an issue and him kind of finding his place. But, you know, a lot of this does stem from Hayward. Uh, not going to beat up on the guy, certainly. Uh, he doesn't He doesn't deserve that coming back from the injury that he had. He didn't deserve uh, what he got in Utah either. But those fans, you just can't <laughs> teach. They can't help themselves. Um, I, I, I know he switched into the bench the other night, but he was still out there during crunch time and not exactly helping the team. And I know he needs reps. He needs experiences. But as a veteran player, I, I don't think it's the kind of thing like, well, we need to – we need to get you know Gordon Hayward some time down the stretch of a game to see how he reacts. I mean, this is a guy who's got plenty of reps in those situations. They should be going with their best lineup combinations, and that's what he's really been trying to find. I, I'm not saying that Hayward should be cut back to like 20 minutes a game, but I just think that there are times where he isn't really helping the team. He can't create shots. He's not shooting the ball well, and, and you can get uh, that sort of flow and, and, and develop those experiences out there on the court um, you know, not playing 39 minutes like he did the other night. It's just tough. I mean, bringing Baines in into the starting lineup the other night also didn't really seem to work. Uh, so he's got his hands full, definitely, uh, with this squad right now. Yeah, 30-plus minutes uh, coming off the bench, and, and I agree with you. I think the single biggest problem right now is Hayward. He doesn't look like a top 100 player in the league, whether you call it <laughs> Maybe a little collusion, maybe a little nepotism there with Brad. He never earned a starting spot on this team as far as I was concerned. And, and you know, we spoke uh, coming into the season about, you know, how that might fly with some other guys. And, and you know, that that's understandable for some of these guys who uh, took them to the Eastern Conference Finals last year uh, without Hayward. And now they're saying, well, you know, where's my shine? And maybe some of that same story could be uh, for Kyrie Irving. Is there any rift between the leader of this team and the rest of the guys? Is there anything to that? With Kyrie Irving, though, he's making the shots that he takes. He's been on absolute fire uh, the last few weeks, and I think really more than ever during his tenure as a, as a Celtics player is, is looking like the leader of the team. I think in Irving's 60 games last year, there was a lot of times you could argue, well, you know, Horford's been the leader of the team out there, uh, just you know him doing kind of a little bit of everything. But with Horford stepping back, his defense kind of being a step slow, his offensive numbers – uh, setting some career lows in a few categories there. It, it's kind of been, you know, Kyrie Irving bailing out the Celtics night in and night out. You know, Brad Stevens seems to think that uh, for this team that everything's just going to get better when shots start falling. And, uh, you know, you do look and you see the team percentages overall are down. Kyrie is really the only player who's kind of been 
uh, above the level that you'd expect of him. But coming into the season, we expected everybody to sacrifice a little bit. Uh, it's not surprising that you know shots would be down for certain individuals, and and for some players, they just really need to assume certain roles. For instance, like a Jalen Brown, I'd really like to see him become like a late '80s Reggie Lewis for this lineup. I mean, Reggie <laughs> Lewis back in those days, if you watch the old tape, was running around out there with Hall of Famers. There weren't a lot of shots to go around for that guy, and yet he established himself just by knowing kind of when to take charge, when to make the right cut, when to step it up with a really good defensive possession. And instead, what we've seen out of Brown is, you know, nights like he's one out of nine or it's and he's trying to make something out of nothing. And uh, he was four of six Monday night, pretty efficient, but again, stapled to the bench in the fourth. And it does kind of make you wonder, um, you know, what the overall mood is when you see those cryptic tweets like you alluded to from Rogier. Um, you know, you see roles reduced. You see guys getting jerked around a little bit. I mean, so far, I think the biggest thing for Stevens is that he's avoided any headlines. There hasn't been any real drama. But the longer that this goes along, if the Celtics continue to play around 500 basketball, the more dramatic this is going to get. That's why this stretch against some pretty future teams could help them get some wins and ease off a little bit of that pressure. Yeah, as we know, Sean, uh, winning cures everything, and as they say, it's a make-or-miss league. Maybe that's just that simple for the Celtics right now. I saw a stat. They're uh, taking uh, almost 29 open shots a game. That's most in the league, right? But they're shooting about 38% on those shots. That's second worst. Also, Kyrie Irving not getting to the rim as much as he did last season or previously in his career. We really can't put much on Kyrie, like you said. He's been fantastic this season. I do question his leadership, I think, a little bit more than you do. That quote about needing a 14- or 15-year veteran kind of threw me off my equilibrium with that. But as far as the lineup and some changes, I do think something needs to happen. I think you referred to Baines being in the starting lineup. It's tough, uh, really, against many teams to have him in. But I think Baines or Tice as a starter, and also Marcus Smart as a starter in there. I just think the Celtics need more role players and less guys that need to score to be effective. Yeah, you talk about the uh, the open shots, and, and my question about that is, you know, it's an open shot, but is it a good shot? Mm. People spend a lot of time beating up on long twos, you know, in this analytics era. The long two being a, a hallmark of my own, you know, basketball repertoire. So <laughs> I'm, of course, going uh, to hit back and, and uh, argue that it's not antiquated, but... You know, it's okay. So it's threes or layups and dunks, right? But is the three a good shot if the player can't hit the broad side of a barn? And <laughs> and you you look around. I think I, I total up the numbers here. You're getting twelve threes a game between Horford, Hayward, and Brown right now, and all three of those players are shooting under thirty percent. Yeah, and Marcus Smart. That's a couple more threes from a guy who's shooting right around thirty percent. The defense is literally sagging off these guys as they make the attempt mm. as they take the shots. And they're not making on their attempts. So at some point, you got to think, you know, it's either going to go Brad Stevens' marshmallow world way where players are just going to start hitting shots because they have in the past, or you think of something else creative. And you mentioned Kyrie getting to the rim. I mean, <laughs> that's what he did a lot against Toronto. He was just going down there pretty much every possession, getting into the teeth of the defense. And there's there's been some stuff written and, and you know, various people, Paul Pierce included. Uh, i got to shout John Corrales of Red's Army out as well for, you know, really preaching, like, get into the paint, for God's sakes, mm. and see what happens. And uh, that's really what it's, it's going to be about. I, I think it's just finding good shots and, and, and defining for you, your team, what a good shot is. 
Okay, with the roster currently constituted as it is, as we continue to see if Brad Stevens can make it work in this world that we live in where it's what's next, what's the next biggest thing, which to me gets a little frustrating in the NBA. There's already talk of Kevin Durant. You see the Celtics memes everywhere. Of course, all the stuff going on in the Bay with that team. He could be out of there at the end of the season. Terry Rozier. Is he going to move from the Celtics? And I'm not suggesting, of course, that Terry Rozier would be in a trade for Kevin Durant, but do you see the Celtics kind of doing anything in the near future to change the team, or is that advantageous at all? Man, it's it's always something, isn't it? I mean, you know, back in the day, it was, was Kevin Love, back when the, the Celtics <laughs> really stunk. Is he going to come to Boston? And it was DeMarcus Cousins. And, you know, the New Orleans Pelicans fans, all six of them or whatever, they can't seem to enjoy the fact that Anthony Davis is on their team because trade scenarios involving him to the Celtics have been on the table for three or four years. Um, <laughs> Durant to the Celtics? No, sure, I'm on board. I would have been on board a few years ago as well. Um, and, and you know, we we may see, who knows, we may see Anthony Davis or something in the future. But as far as this year's model, knowing Danny Ainge, I just don't see it. It's, it's you know, totally Danny to wait for the right time, wait to get the optimal return. And I don't think in this case uh, subtracting Terry Rozier from your roster is going to get you anything that helps you uh, with this year's team and, and getting them where you want to be. Unless... You know, there's some sort of personality issue, and whether it's Rozier or somebody else who's going out the door because there's some sort of internal drama and you're making a move that's really addition by subtraction. Right. So many moving parts to this. going to be interesting to see what happens. Hopefully a little turkey, a little tryptophan nap will get everyone's uh, pulses down a bit. We can come back. Sean, have a great Thanksgiving. We appreciate your time. We will uh, we'll talk to you next week. Kyrie told me there's no defense in the NBA. I believe him. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> Ah, you too, my friend. As always, Sean Silver, spot on at the Silver Fox on Twitter. We appreciate his time. Two struggling teams meet tonight in Boston. It's the Celtics and the Knicks. The Knicks entering with a 4-14 and record, coming in on a six-game losing streak. The Celtics, their struggles well-documented. Four and a half games now behind the Toronto Raptors in the standings. Then after Thanksgiving dinner at home tomorrow, it's off to Atlanta for a game with the Hawks on Friday. Then straight to Texas for a back-to-back in Dallas Saturday night. And back to New Orleans on Monday evening for a tilt with the Pelicans. With that, we wrap another episode of Celtics Express. We're so thankful for our producer, Teddy Tuhat, our guest today, Sean Silver, our legions of fans, and, of course, Dr. James Naismith. And, hey, how about a little love for those turkeys? Find Celtics Express on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, OTG Basketball, and on Twitter at Celtics Express. Don't fret the record cold this Turkey Day, East Coasters. We've got so much to be happy about Thursday and every day. Until next time. I'm your host, Jay Corwin. We will see you at the Garden. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.